Or if I sell and I pay 43% tax, I make the same and I lose the asset. Mm -hmm. You almost lost your built-in gain there that you just... Yeah. yeah. Why would I ever sell an asset with those type of trade-offs? Welcome to the Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. Now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Ryan Pineda Show. Today, we are talking taxes and all the crazy stuff Joe Biden's trying to propose I've got my partner here at TrueBook CPA to go over in depth about what these proposals are looking like. Mr. Matt Bontranger, what up, dude? What's up, man? Glad to be back on. Yeah, man. I'm thinking that we should probably start doing more tax segments on the podcast just to kind of talk about different proposals and that type of stuff. Um, But yeah, dude, there's a lot that Biden's talking about doing. So let's go in detail about uh, some of the things. What's the first one? The first one that would be a good topic is the top tax rate for individuals now is going to be, instead of 37, 39.6%. So not something that's going to affect the majority of the population, but still something that um, has been a big ripple throughout the tax community right now. Right. So that would be for both single or um, married it's just mm-hmm. when it hits will be different. Yep. Right. So depending on, so right now, so what a lot of people think too, or I think that's misinterpreted is the federal tax bracket system is, is in ranks or sort of sections, right? So people think that if you're at the, let's say 25% tax bracket, that all of your income is subject to 25% tax, which isn't the case. It's a sliding scale. So Maybe, you know, zero to 20,000 of your income is taxed at one rate and then 20,000 to 50,000 is taxed at another rate. So um, if somebody were to hit this threshold now of that new 39% rate, that doesn't mean all of their income is subject to 39%, but it is a big jump now for some of these high income earners. Yeah, it's just like anything above like half a million dollars, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, when I saw that one, I said, I mean, whatever. I mean, we're talking less than 3% increase. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I saw other people's posts like something like 42.3%. I don't know what that was. Cause I was capital looking- gains. Oh, that's capital gains. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. <laughs> what exactly is going on with capital gains? So capital gains, that's been the biggest one. So, and it's, if the changes go through going to be about double what it is now, but right now capital gains are zero, 15 and 20% depending on where your income is or the gain level. So income from $0 to 40,000, you pay 0% in capital gains. Mm. Then from 40,000 to 441,000 is 15% capital gains rate and then 20% on anything above that. But now that's going to be doubled to to what they're saying is only taxpayers making more than a million, but could be doubled to over 40 now, 40% on capital gains. So now you're seeing a lot of these investors that are holding on to whether it be stocks or real estate or, um, you know, 1031s, we'll get to that. But now we're thinking, man, do I sell? Do I hold and see if this really goes through? So the increase on capital gains has by far been the biggest um, sort of ripple throughout the tax community right now. Yeah. And that's the one where <clears throat> I look at it and I'm like, this is so dumb. 
like, <laughs> obviously, you guys know I'm like anti-tax. That's why I started a tax company to get you every dollar that you deserve. Um, but this one is really dumb for multiple reasons because, number one, the the wealthiest people do own the most assets. I mean, that's why they're wealthy, right? So guess what happens when they know that, hey, you know what? All right, this gets passed and I'm getting taxed all this money. I'm just not going to sell, right? That's me as a wealthy person. I would say that. I'm like, hey, I, I guess I just won't sell because, you know, in three years, there might be someone in office that will allow me to sell. Bring it back down. Yeah. And in three years, if, if the market keeps doing what it's doing, it's it's better to hold anyway. And guess what happens is it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because if nobody sells, there's no inventory. Just talking about real estate right now, right? Demand we have no inventory. Prices go up. And so if I don't sell, then the next three years, <laughs> it just keeps going up. There's still this inventory problem. It becomes less affordable for everybody involved. Um, inflation happens. And guess what? In three years, if if Biden's still president, um, then we're going to have a decision. It's going to be like the public's going to be pissed because there's inflation and that they can't afford anything. And maybe there will be a new president or he gets reelected and then you just keep holding again. Keep holding and then you just repeat the cycle. Yeah. And then you wait and, you know, odds are presidency switches by then to less uh, taxes and it just is what it is. But I just think the whole thing of the capital gains is really dumb because it's going to cause this ripple that people just aren't going to sell. They're going to sell. And if you think about it, most of the wealthy are holding on to these assets to generate income anyways. So to them, it's like, okay, I'm just going to hold it and generate the I'm same return. I'm getting passive income. What's it matter? I'm going to just keep generating the same returns that I've been getting and just, you know, avoid the capital gain and just keep it. So Well, and I'll tell you too, um, you can pretty much take debt out against anything these days. So I was looking at that with my crypto. Like my crypto has been exploding and I'm like, man, do I want to you know, tap into some of that, you know, what should I do? And there are so many platforms now where I can put my crypto up and get a loan against it. That's a really good topic. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right. I, I can go get a tax free loan and not sell and have capital gains and still basically have the money. Exactly. Which if you think about it too, that's more of a mindset from right. Somebody that's maybe an entry level investor to somebody that's, you know, dealt with different sort of assets like real estate and uh, crypto and stuff. Because if you think about it, Somebody who owns a house for, let's say they paid 300000 it's worth 500000 they may think to tap into that money or that equity, they need to go sell the asset and go use that cash somewhere else, when in reality, you could just go pull out like a home equity line of credit, or if it's crypto, maybe and that, some debt and, out And that's that. the whole problem with this, is because if you you know have money or need money, um, and your options are, hey, I can refi, keep the asset, not pay any taxes, and still get the cash I need, or if I sell and I pay 43% tax, I make the same, and I lose the asset. Mm -hmm. You almost lost your built-in gain there that you just... Yeah, yeah. why would I ever sell an asset with those type of trade-offs? And so when you look at the game theory of it, you're like, this is dumb. (laughs) This is super dumb. Not a good move. So, yeah, uh, Joe's really dumb for that one. (laughs) Um, But, so, but okay, one thing to add to to this is um, with... Everything we're talking about, that's strictly just long-term capital gains. Because mm-hmm. no matter what, for me flipping, I'm paying ordinary income anyway because I'm it's less than a year. So I'm going to pay that 39 I was just going to say, yep, so you'd go back to that initial individual rate, which is what's short. Which doesn't even make sense, too, because— You're making out better keeping it at that rate. For, yes. Yeah, I hold it for less of a year, <laughs> less than a year, and I pay less tax. 
less tax. If I hold it for, that's the exact opposite of how investing has worked throughout the history of time. If you hold it for longer than a year, you pay less. Pay less tax. Yeah. How, how do they even come up with that? My thought would be that they would assume that they're just thinking about the asset at that point and not necessarily the earned income, right? Like with you with flipping, because that's another thing that a lot of people miss is that, right, when you're flipping real estate, it is. It's not long-term capital gain rates. It's short-term, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just everything. Uh, as I read your notes and stuff, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And, and look, guys, um, you know, even if you voted for Biden, like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't, I'm not here to be political or anything. I'm looking at this strictly from the money and the economy perspective. And um, no matter how you cut it, it just is going to cause bad things for, honestly, the people Biden's trying to help. I mean, Biden is is fighting for the middle class and the poor. Guess who's getting killed right now with all the housing price increases? The middle class. Oh, yeah. Dude, they cannot afford it. Guess who's all right? Like, the, the rich people are buying luxury homes like crazy, and they ain't Yeah, hurting. I feel like that market hasn't slowed down at all, the luxury market. No, no. dude. Rich people are making more money than they ever have with all of these conditions because when there's inflation and you have asset prices going up, the rich people have assets. Mm -hmm. Poor people don't. And so everything we're talking about here, um, I'm just looking at it from the money perspective. And um, everything today at this point is because of Trump. You know, like he's already done his policies and we're seeing the ramifications um, today. So I'm not blaming Biden for inflation as of today. That was Trump's from Trump. Um, but what I am saying is with these changes, you're going to see these a year from now, two years from now, you're going to see the ripple effect and it's going to be exactly what we're talking about. And the hardest part too is, is especially for the people that got laid off, the stimulus is not helping them at all. One, keep up with these prices, especially home prices now. So it's just, I mean... To get people back on their feet, it's going to be tough. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Are you thinking about buying a home in Las Vegas? My brokerage, Forever Home Realty, can help. We're seeing a huge influx of people all over the country purchase here. Many are fleeing California and other high-tax states to move here where it's much more affordable and tax-friendly. Whether you're thinking about buying a primary residence or an investment property, Forever Home Realty can help. Go to ryanpineda.com Vegas to get a free consultation from one of our agents. Once again, that's ryanpineda.com slash Vegas. One of the hardest parts about real estate investing is finding a good contractor. That's where Southwestern Custom Construction comes in. They've been doing remodels in Nevada and Arizona since 2006. As a fully licensed and bonded general contractor, they're able to help with any type of renovation, all the way from an entry-level fixer-upper to a custom luxury home. Southwestern Custom Construction specializes in working with investors, I've personally used them on many of my projects, so I know their team is legit. If you want to get a bid on a project, head over to customhomenow.com. Once again, that's customhomenow.com. One of the best ways to get off-market real estate deals is through cold calling. And if you want to reach as many people as fast as possible, then you need Batch Dialer. With their predictive dialing technology and built-in CRM, Batch Dialer is one of the top dialers in the industry. You can switch between single or multi-line dialing, as well as do voicemail drops and call recordings. And for being a listener of The Ryan Pineda Show, you'll get a seven-day free trial. Just go to batchdialer.com slash Ryan. Once again, that's batchdialer.com slash Ryan. Now, back to the show. Yeah. So, let's talk about this um, child credit. Oh, yeah. So... Um, child tax credit, right, is supposed to go from uh, 2000 to 3600 which is right, good jump. But one thing about the child tax credit is um, it's refundable. 
So a big misnomer is with a tax credit, well, right? So tax credits are different from tax deductions. If you make a hundred bucks and go buy 20 bucks in supplies, that $20 is a tax deduction, right? Just lowering your income. But a tax credit is applied after you're already assessed your tax. So let's say at the end of your tax return, you have a bill for 10 bucks in tax and your credit is $2. That's going to be a dollar for dollar reduction in your tax bill. So now you'd owe $8 in tax. But one would think, okay, what if my tax bill is only $2 and I have a credit for $4? I go negative. Does that mean I get the money back? And it does because it's refundable. So that credit being refundable is nice and obviously the increase from 2000 to 3600 bucks. So yeah. that'll help out families for sure. Yeah, I like that one. You know, that one's good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the 1030. Let's talk about the 1031 since a lot of people watching this are real estate people. So what's going on? That's the big one. So... I, th- I thought the capital gains was the big one. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> capital gains, and well, so I'll say, okay, the big one for real estate for sure that I've seen most people talking about, and that is right now with a 1031, you buy a property for 500000 you hold on to it. Five years later, it's worth a million. You could sell that property and either pay tax on 500000 of gain or take that 500000 roll it into a new property and pay zero tax. That's the 1031. You get to defer the tax and roll it forward. Some people have done this on gains that are millions of dollars. So you buy a property for, let's say, 1 million. It's worth 10, 20 years later. You just deferred 9 million in gain. But now they're thinking of capping that amount to 500,000. So quick example is, let's say you have um, like a dentist that um, bought, you know, a piece of property for 500,000. It's worth 1.2. So they sell it for 1.2. They're sitting on 700,000 of gain. Before or as of now, these changes would allow him to defer that 700,000 in gain and pay zero tax. But if these changes were to take effect, he would only be able to defer 500,000 of that and have to pay capital gain tax on the 200,000. So when you start to think about big commercial properties, 500,000 is not a lot of money. No. As far as, no. Because your gain on some of these are in the millions when you really talk about big commercial buildings. So- to think that this is really going or could hurt, you know, the small level investors too that are doing small, maybe, you know, commercial size buildings. Yeah, the bigger buildings, obviously, are going to get hit though too. But that's to the point of a lot of people don't think that this will affect small time investors when it really could. Yeah. So, well, and once again, it goes back to <laughs> it's going to cause an inventory crunch again. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? These people that would have done a 1031 exchange are now not going to do it. They're Holding. just not going to sell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, man, because when you when you try to manipulate things, it, it causes ripple effects every time. Um, and I mean, we see that with the stimulus last year. Um, I'm not hating on the stimulus. Um, it's made me a lot of money just from my own business. I mean, real estate prices have gone up significantly, all that stuff. But, you know, there's no such thing as free money when you print you know, 30, 40% of the money supply in one year, one year, you are seeing the effects today. And as I said before, I mean, that was under the Trump administration and, um, everything we see today is, is from that. But what I'm talking about here is stuff you're going to see a year or two down the line. If these get passed, cause these are still just proposals, still proposals. Moment. Yeah. So yeah. that would be if these get passed. And one other thing to tack onto that too, right? Cause in real estate, the, the two best like or some of the best tools were to do the 1031 exchange to defer your tax and then do the step up in basis where if you were to leave properties to your children and 
you know, you happen to pass, then they get that step up in basis, meaning that they don't now have to carry that burden of paying the tax on your gain later. And they're talking about that getting wiped too. So those two big, those two changes would be a huge hit to the real estate community for sure. Yeah. So to explain the step up in basis, essentially, if I started doing a bunch of 1031 exchanges, um, you know, I originally bought it for a million and now my portfolio is worth 20 million. My kids, you know, the day I die would inherit that. But now their new basically basis is 20 million. It's not the one that I had. It's not the one. So if they were to go sell it um, for 21 million, they would only pay gain on a million bucks. A million bucks. Instead of 20 million bucks. Versus a day before you die, if you were to sell it, all of that tax would be due unless you're 1031. So. But, I, but I mean, like, some people listening to this might be saying, well, you should pay those taxes and um, that's not fair, whatever. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the government's been doing this forever. It doesn't matter who's been in office, Democrat or Republican. And the reason is it incentivizes economic growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you don't charge a lot of tax on something, people will go and sell, but they'll buy and sell. You know, if I am in the middle of a 1031, I've got to go buy a property. That's great for the economy. I'm going to go you know, pay title companies, contractors, I'm paying realtors, all these things, and it's stimulating the economy. Um, the moment that you make it dis, you know, not advantageous for me to go buy or sell, people stagnant, stop and it's stagnant, and you know that's not what the you know we want in our economy. So, the tax system is is made to spend money. They want you to take advantage of these deductions. They want you to take advantage of these things. The moment you start manipulating it in the wrong way, people end up going into preservation mode and the economy kind of stifles. Yeah, that's the whole reason that they make the tax code the way that it is. It's to incentivize changes and, you know, movement of money in the way that they see will benefit the economy the most. That's why you see for real estate investors, low-income housing credits. Real estate investors that want to tailor to low-income housing, they're going to get, you know, benefits for that. Yeah, you know, for sure. So... Tell me about um, this corporate stuff. What's oh, yeah. Going so, on with that? so the C-Corp, so uh, if we go back to LLCs and kind of how they're taxed or C-Corps, there's four ways. And one of those ways to be taxed is a C-Corporation. So not an S-Corporation, not a partnership, not a disregarded entity. C-Corporations are like your Ebays, your Amazons, things like that. The corporate tax rate is a flat 21% now, and they're talking about bumping that up to a 28%. So that could be a hit, um, you know, to the big Fortune 500s and things like that, though. But I saw an interesting stat where I think it was 90 out of the Fortune 500 companies paid zero in federal income tax. That was interesting. Yeah. So not to say that it'll be any more being at 28, because what do most of these big companies do? They take a lot of their profits and reinvest them back into the business. And if it's property and, you know, real estate, then they get depreciation for it. And so it's very easy for these companies to drive losses. Yeah. I mean, what's the deal with that? It's just, it's 20% once you distribute it, or how does that work? No, so if a C-Corp, like eBay, whatever net income eBay has, they're going to pay 21% on that. But now the change would be to 28%. So it's a flat tax. So, um, you know, unlike the personal uh, or like individual income tax, there's brackets. So again, if you make X dollars, you're at this rate, X dollars, you're at the next rate. Corporate is just flat. flat. Well, I guess what I was saying was like me, if I owned eBay, right? eBay oh. itself is paying 20% and then eBay pays me and then I'm still paying. You're paying tax 40%. on your, yep. You're paying tax on your dividends and things yeah. like that. Yep. So that's like the double tax mm-hmm. that people um, are fearful of. 
But like you said, I mean, to drive a loss in a big business, there's multiple ways you could do it. Um, Amazon with all their growth and new trucks and new buildings and land and things like that. So Right. Well, I mean, too, once again, it goes back down to the whole debate of like, man, Amazon, these guys aren't paying their fair share and all this. It's like, do you know? Like what Amazon does for our country and our economy. Like, yeah. you know how many jobs that you know they give to people and all the R and D and how easy they've made our lives. And they I, still pay a ton I, of tax. I, well, they're paying more tax than everybody. <laughs> from like, if you count their employees, you pay. You count yes. every like, they are paying more. They are creating more tax than everybody else. Oh, st- for sure. Yeah, and sales they, tax. Yeah, everything. So tax, yeah. yeah, don't give me any of that saying, oh man, these guys are not like, okay, you you know what? If you don't like it, then don't buy from Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me how your life turns yeah, out. Like, yeah, they're not adding yeah. value to yeah. the world. So, yeah. um, and I think once again, it goes back to, that's why corporate um, tax structures like that. So that these corporations are incentivized to add value to the world and mm-hmm. create jobs and to, to do all this stuff. Spur economic growth and all that. Yeah. I mean, the moment... The moment you put handcuffs on people like this, um, it just makes them think differently. Instead of like, hey, how much can I do and, you know, can I reinvest and all this stuff? It it becomes, man, all right, do I need to lay people off because now we got all these expenses? Uh, Where can we cut R&D and mark? Like, just always has this negative effect. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, right, with the, you know, wealthy investors and things like that not selling, which just can further drive price, so... Yeah, it just drives inflation and price. So, yeah, yeah man, it's, uh, it's a crazy world. But uh, as I said before, guys, if uh, you haven't heard, we, we own a company called TrueBook CPA. Um, you can go to TrueBookCPA.com, book a free call with our team. We can talk to you about tax structures, ways that um, you can save money. We also just launched a brand new Zoom call. Um, it's a subscription um, that you can join where we have calls every month. Um, both as a group, or if you want one-on-one calls, we can do that with you as well, just to kind of go over things like this, like new news that may affect your company, um, strategies, different things that you may have questions on. It's really cool. So if you want to join in on one of those Zoom calls, definitely um, go to truebookcpa.com and you can get registered for them. Um, So yeah, man, cool. We will see how these progress. If you guys like these uh, tax videos, definitely comment below. Make sure you're subscribed. Okay, I'm making an effort to tell you guys, make sure you're subscribed and leave a five-star review because we need more of them. But um, if you want updates on these tax proposals as they come out, uh, we will continue to make them. And, um, you know, Matt? Yeah, we'll have to do another one. If things pass and things change, then we'll come back with one with hard facts on exactly what happened. Yep, sounds good. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks for watching the Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to ryanpineda.com.